0: everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Impactful Authenticity Podcast. My name is Lucy, and I'm really thrilled today to welcome Genevieve Pituro on the show. Now, Genevieve is all about purpose and the human connection. Who could ask for more? And she was a successful television marketing executive until a sudden inner voice challenged her direction, and she dramatically altered the path of her life. And I can't wait to hear more about this story. From what I know so far, it's absolutely fascinating. And she found her true purpose with a simple question from a six-year-old girl in an emergency shelter, and it just changed everything. So, Back in 2001, she jumped off the corporate ladder and she founded this hugely successful national nonprofit called the Pajama Program. And this year they're celebrating their 22nd anniversary and have delivered more than 7 million magical gifts of new pajamas and new books to children throughout their 42 chapters across the, the U.S. And on top of all that, and I don't know how you find the time, Genevieve, but you're now an inspirational speaker. You're a purpose consultant, inspiring both individuals, groups, and companies to find their purpose and embrace that human connection for success that we spoke about. You also have a book, The Pajama Program, and what you've learned from that experience. So I just cannot wait to find out all of these lovely different facets of your life and your story. And with all of that, just a big welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Lucy. Thank you for this invitation.
0: Oh, no, I'm so excited to see and and hear more about this, this amazing work and what's been a very long, um, exciting journey for you. And maybe just to start with, I'd love to know, well, what was that simple question that the six-year-old asked that created this whole new purpose to your life?
1: Well, let me go back um, a little bit, and then I will um, tell you that question. I wanted—I always wanted to be a corporate executive in the television world in New York City, and that's what—that's what my intention was, and that's what I strove to be. And that was working out pretty well. Twelve years of hard work, workaholic, um, single woman living on my own, working in Manhattan. I was married to Tyler Moore, which is what I was—who I always wanted to emulate. And my Italian upbringing was really about family and tradition and um, children. And Mm. I skipped that because I really wanted this career. But one afternoon, 12 years into this career, I heard a voice in me ask, if this is the next 30 years of your life, is this enough? Mm -hmm. And that got me to, to realize really that there was something missing and it was children. And so I set out to read to children in shelters after doing a little research and calling some of the shelters and police to see where they brought these children that were in the news of, you know, being being treated Mm. so badly. And I went in and I read stories at night before they took them into the room to go to sleep. And when I saw where they were taking them to sleep, it was just so opposite my mom's warm and loving bedtime for the four of us kids Mm. it was laughter and there was you know eating and drinking snacks and tickling and stories and it was just you know secrets and all of that and and of course pajamas but when I saw them going to sleep they were going to sleep in the same clothes they'd been brought into the shelter in and who knows how long they'd been wearing them because they were soiled and, and so tight you know they didn't fit them and it broke my heart and All of a sudden, what sort of toppled out of my mouth was, next time, can I bring some pajamas? And the staff welcomed that. They thought that was a great idea, and I did. So after I read to the children, the next week, I had dozens and dozens of pajamas that I had spent all (laughs) week scouring for. And I started to give them out. And there was this little girl, about six years old, who was so afraid of me, afraid to, to talk to me, afraid to take anything from me. And she wouldn't take them. And I had a pair mm. over my shoulder for her, which were pink. And she was wearing a a very soiled purple and pink top, and very tight pants, and big shoes, and her ponytails were lopsided. Mm. And she just she was breaking my heart like they all did. And I was mm. trying to gently coax her into taking them and to touch and feel how soft they were. And finally, she leaned leaned in and she asked me, "What are pajamas?"
0: She oh could my goodness!
1: Yeah. I know she, she said she attempted to say it a couple of times and I really had to hold it together because it it just bored me that I had to answer that question from a little girl, what are pajamas? And I just couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking of her and all the other children who probably would have had the same question. And, you know, very soon my eagerness to get up and go into Manhattan to those big towers just sort of went away, and all they could do was shop for pajamas and books, and and go and bring them to the kids.
0: Wow! How unbelievable! I yeah, it's it's a kind of yeah. I'm I'm just in shock as you say that, Genevieve, because it's hard to believe that people wouldn't know, and and be scared to ask and to just yeah. What an amazing experience that must have been for you and obviously it was very very um yeah it must have been very moving to suddenly change everything about kind of what you do and, and where you are now so you've written this wonderful book do you want to tell us a little bit about it without giving us all the juicy gossip and details, so we can still go and buy it but just share a little bit
1: <laughs> sure sure well after running pajama program Um, as the executive director, as well as the founder for 20 years, I passed the baton of the executive directorship to a woman who was the president of our board, who's doing a great job now. So I could write my book and, you know, make my living inspiring, hopefully, and helping and supporting others who want to find their purpose and and create a legacy with others. Mm. So I wrote Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas. And it's about... The the journey of of taking that leap that's so that's so scary, you know, and and everything that went on in my life and Mm. um, near messes and the financial fears and some came to fruition and and met a great guy along the way and it's the ups and downs of changing your life so drastically and holding on for dear life and over the twenty some years, people would ask me. You know, for a little little advice because they wanted to do something, change careers. You know, Mm. finding your purpose doesn't mean starting a nonprofit. It means finding what lights you up. And it's the same for everyone. If you're leaving something that's secure, but your heart's not all in for what your heart wants, yet you don't know the first thing about it. (laughs) So I tell I tell all the good, the bad, some tips for me and lots of anecdotes.
0: Oh, fabulous. That sounds amazing. And I know people won't be able to see, but I can see the lovely front cover just behind Genevieve on the screen as we record this. And I've got to say, those pajamas look amazing. It's making me want to get curled up in bed now, just looking yeah, at whenever, him. So. I whenever
1: that's I go home, home I have nothing for the evening, that's it. Pajama's on and I'm in. My husband knows. He looks at me and says, I guess we're not going out
0: tonight. i said, like, nope. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And... I'd love to just touch back on when you were sort of talking about the story from the beginning. And obviously the podcast is called Authenticity and Impactful Authenticity. And I'd just be curious to know a little bit about... It it sounded like, you know, in your early career, you were being super authentic to who you were and who you felt you were at that time. And it was, you know, a, a couple of things that kind of happened that then sort of shifted, I guess, maybe a deeper view about kind of who you were and, and what you wanted to do. Is that, is that correct? Have I kind of thought that through or or do you now look back and think actually... I wasn't necessarily being 100% authentic to kind of what I wanted when I was earlier in my career. I'd just be kind of interesting what your thoughts on that journey have been.
1: Well, it's a good question, Lucy. I think for a lot of people, it's different. I think for me, no one asked me or suggested that I think about a purpose before I got a job. Mm, it was always a yeah. job, a job. So it didn't occur to me or any of my friends or probably many people in my generation to really think about what you love to do, because I think we thought, okay, that what I love to do is not a moneymaker, is not a career, <laughs> yeah. you know, that I love to play sports or I love to, you know, walk my dog, but I think we separated them when it's not the right thing, because for me, I think I was following the status. I was following what success looked like to my generation, to all of us then, to the TV um, shows, to the stars and the, and, you know, the, people that i wanted to emulate that's what that's what my north star was because that's that's all i knew but i think Uh, all of us know in our heart the truth about everything and we uh, don't as much as we trust our brain and as much as we trust other people and the world the way it looks on the outside and i think i thank god every day something in me knew better Or wanted me to take a second look because the joy and fulfillment and the meaning of finding your purpose changes everything, changes everything. Uh, You not only light up yourself, it lights up everybody in your life. It lights up your family, your coworkers. It lights up the greater good. It just, we're supposed to live our purpose and share it that human connection just is, is an almighty force to help us grow the way we're, we're meant to grow.
0: Mm, that's really lovely. And I'm curious to know whether through through the um, nonprofit you have, if you're managing to sort of bring about a change in view around purpose for younger people, um, I certainly see in some of the younger people I work with that they feel to be more purpose driven now than sort of um, in our kind of generation. But just curious if that's also part of some of the work that you you do.
1: Yes, I I speak to a lot of young people in college, even high school. I'll grab them on the street <laughs> if if I know their mom and they're in, they're standing there in the conversation. I'll I'll bring up purpose. But you're right they are thinking about it because it's in the mainstream now, right? Everybody is Mm. talking about purpose, especially people who work for a company. You can work for a company, have a wonderful, wonderful life as long as you're bringing yourself to it, as long as you're bringing your purpose to the position you have. That's that's great. That's a home run. And I think a lot of people may look at young people who are saying, I'm going to create my own job. I, I don't know what it's going to be, but you know i'm going to create something new maybe a selfish thinking all they think they can you know do whatever they want and have the job that they create but they are they're doing it and i think it's not selfish to really know yourself and know what you love because then no matter what you do like i said before you're sharing your heart you're sharing your purpose and once you do that the human connection takes over and all of that leads to growth for everyone to the for the greater good for feel goodness and you know what I'm talking about now a lot is legacy you know it takes mm. it takes a a long a long time and a lot of people to create a legacy that that we're proud of together
0: mm. and what was some of your I guess the biggest hurdles that you had to get over with making this shift between being in a you know, what sounds like a very successful career in the corporate world, probably with huge financial success and other things that kind of come with that, to suddenly starting this nonprofit. what was What did you feel at the time, or, or maybe when you've reflected back, that there may have even been things that you didn't think were going to be kind of hurdles, but Actually, they, they were probably playing on your mind more than you realized at the time.
1: Yes, that's an easy one for me. And I know that it's common. I was afraid to tell anyone. Oh, and right. I know people who asked me for advice or guidance or support are also afraid to tell people about a major change they want to make. Because people mm. know you one way. People are comfortable with you one way, especially if you know your intimate family and friends who depend on you who... You know mm. everything is in the world is perfect. Everything now you're going to go and turn it upside down. What does that mean for me? What does that mean for us? And you know, is it possible? Is it practical? So I didn't tell anyone because I was really afraid, and and I did come up with what my fears that they were going to say, "Are you crazy? Why don't you just do that on the weekend? Like, what? Mm. What are you? Twelve years in, and you're making money. How are you going to make money doing that? You can't. What do you? And all those questions came at me and I wasn't prepared. So I, I say in my book, you have to gather your cheerleaders first
0: yeah. and then
1: go out there and then tell people and, and you can stand tall because when when the first person started shooting those questions at me, I just shrunk because I didn't have the answers. And and I doubted myself enough to begin with. And now I was doubting myself even more. So that was a very big challenge for me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so interesting that you said that, because now you actually sparked something um, in me. I decided over a year ago I was going to take voluntary redundancy, but I actually only just left the company at the end of April this year. But the reason I decided to leave was a little bit to what you're talking about in terms of the purpose and what I actually wanted to do. I, I felt I wanted to explore something more kind of out on my own. And I hadn't really thought about it, but now you've said that, I realised absolutely that was one of the really tricky parts, was actually vocalising, this is what I think I want to go and do, this is what I think my calling could be, and it definitely was, it probably wasn't a huge amount of time, but it it definitely was probably a good few weeks, if not a month, before I started to share what I was thinking. And I did get some cheerleaders pretty quickly around me, but every time I said it, it I felt often like I needed to justify it. Like this is yeah. why. This is kind of like rather than being confident and like, yeah, this is this is what I'm doing. This is what I believe I'm, you know, my calling is. And off I go. I'm off to do it. But yeah, it's interesting. So thank you for for creating that spark in me. So hopefully others <laughs> will be kind of thinking the same when you when they listen to this podcast. back. I guess if people wanted to get involved, how can they get involved um, more in the pajama world?
1: Well, if they're interested in more about pajama program, the website is pajamaprogram.org. And if they want to talk purpose or um, anything about my speaking and things like that, it's my website, GenevievePeturo.com.
0: And is it predominantly based in the U.S.? Is there any thought to kind of expand it beyond the U.S.? Are you interested in people who might be interested in exploring it beyond the U.S.?
1: Um, If they are, they can write to me or they can inquire on the website or they could write to me and I'll make an introduction. Um, At times when I was the um, executive director too, we would send pajamas overseas depending on the work or or whatever was happening. Certainly a lot of disasters we were there to help with so right now they can contact me or jamie who's on the pajama program website and see where that
0: stands you're right that's lovely thank you have you ever looked to go beyond pajamas you know now um jamie started to
1: do a a good night routine for some of the children who are old enough to understand um that bedtime is a relaxing time and you know they want to feel good when they go to bed. They they want to understand, or we want them to understand how important it is to get a good night's sleep. Because when I oh. saw those kids at the beginning, I thought, how can they ever not? How can they have a good dream? They're going to have nightmares, and never mind the morning, how afraid they are. They're never going to be able to, you know, wake up and go through the day. So um, Jamie started doing some classes and some good night routine instruction for some of the children who can handle that and who are the right age. So that's it. But through the 20 years, people would say, Oh, toothbrushes and, you know, teddy bears and that. And, and I always said I started because I couldn't deal with anything except pajamas and books personally, when it was just me, but it turned out to be a blessing because it was, it was easy, you know, and and I'm, I'm writing a book on starting a nonprofit from, you know, scratch to legacy and, and, and Moxie and, and all of that. And, it's really important to, to do what you can handle and not over, you know, not, not embrace so much because it's, 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 you're, you don't know it. It could have a life of its own and it could get to be something that you can't, you, know, you can't control. So
0: I always say, keep it simple. Well, I think that's just a good lesson in life more generally is just to keep it simple. I think we are Known as human beings for adding and making things as complex as we possibly can, so wherever we can to simplify, we should go um, back and do it. And I'd love to just ask another question around kind of the the authenticity part. And have there been times through your career where you've really felt that you haven't been able to maybe lean into your authenticity so much?
1: Well, definitely in the beginning, because. You know, as we talked about, I didn't want to tell anybody what I was doing. I'm—I jump in and then I figure out how to swim. I don't do all the research. You know, some people are good at that; they're preparers. I'm not. I—I I jump, and I—I I think I was afraid to um, be me. You know, later on, my husband used to always say, "You know, you're just like Lucy of I Love Lucy. You make silly mistakes, but it's fun. It's endearing." And you were always afraid to make silly mistakes at your corporate job or say something Uh. funny, you know? And, and I, I felt like I could finally just be me and be silly and laugh and dance and, you know, dance around whenever something great happened at the pajama program, offices and reading center, I'd put on um, songs and dance. And, you know, I would never have been able to do that in corporate. And, you know, I have a picture of me dressed as Lucia ball for for a costume (laughs) party. And I felt like, I'm embracing that, you know, but that's only because I'm coming
0: from my heart now. Mm. And what would I guess you say to your kind of the corporate Genevieve if you could kind of go back and give her some advice now?
1: Well, you know, the beginning for the first few years, I just kicked myself for not starting pajama program earlier. But I've learned, oh. like we all learn, it, it was timing. It was the way it was supposed to be. I needed to be where I was to be able to embrace something new and different. Whatever those 12 years did, they served me. And so I stopped kicking myself for not starting it sooner. I think, um, you know, I think just relax. I was stressed all the the time. Uh, A different stress. When you start something new, you are stressed. I can't lie. But I think trying to live up to so many bosses' expectations, was nerve-wracking and i think when you create something you have some freedom there Uh, that's um freeing just just that freedom is feels so good and i think i would have tried to not be so intent on being everybody proving of everything i did
0: uh, Yeah and I don't know much about the world of TV I've interviewed a couple of people who've come from that world but it feels from the small insights that I have um, it is there is a lot of expectation around kind of who you are how you show up and and Genevieve's nodding in the the background there so um, (laughs) yeah so I, I always feel that there seems to be additional kind of pressure in in some of those industries versus others. And I'm assuming that kind of rings true.
1: Yes. Yes. A lot of, lot of pressure and competition. Yeah.
0: So if you had to set a challenge for the week for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Mm. Well, I'm talking a lot and I'm I'm embarking on a tour About purpose and legacy. So, either if you haven't really gone deep and found and are living your purpose, I do an exercise with clients and it's on my website for 90 minutes of alone time. Do Mm -hmm. that. Go to my website, go to how to find your purpose, give yourself 90 minutes, do the purpose challenge. And if you haven't, are living your purpose craft two sentences about your legacy and the legacy you're creating with those you work mm. with or live with or are involved in the project with so so define your purpose or define
0: your legacy or both if you can mm. interesting that's great thank you well i will definitely get a going on that and i think what's interesting is that i now want to go and have a go at defining the purpose because i i feel i have it but I always love those kinds of exercises to see if something else might kind of get unlocked Mm. or something else might kind of pop up that I haven't necessarily been thinking about. So thank you so much for proposing and suggesting that. And how about a song? Is there a song that has an impact, means something to to you, Genevieve, to share?
1: Yes. Every time I hear journeys, don't stop believing. I feel like that's my song. And I think that's a lot of, that's, That's a song a lot of us, especially if we've come Mm. through a challenging time, changing things, moving on, whatever that we believe in. That's
0: hard and challenging. I think that's that works for me. Lovely. Well, thank you so much, Genevieve. Is there anything that you wanted to capture or say before we close out the conversation for today?
1: You no, know, Lucy, I always offer to, to have a call with anyone who is thinking about changing their path, wants to brainstorm what they feel is their calling and their purpose. So if there's anyone, any of your listeners who want that call, I'd be happy to listen, contribute, whatever I can do to help.
0: Fabulous. And I will make sure for everyone listening that All of Genevieve's information is in the show notes. So please go there and have a look. There will be the link to the website, to the pyjama program, to her varying different social media accounts, etc. So you will not be able to miss her if you want to kind of get hold of her. But with that, I just want to say a really big thank you. I always appreciate that it takes time and effort for people to come and share their insights and stories with me on the show. So I really, really appreciate all of those insights you've got to share with us today, Genevieve. And for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, subscribe, share if you enjoyed the content. And I look forward to sharing some more stories with you next week. And remember, authenticity is a continual journey. Small steps can make a big impact. Take care.